You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. So we have a very exciting boxing day test coming up shortly and uh, to help uh, us preview this we have our uh, regular co-host Giri joining us. Hello Giri, welcome to the podcast. I love the way you say you call me a regular co-host uh, Ajit. <laughs> I'm one of those guys who has been uh, regularly like irregular I guess. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Good to hear. I'm doing all right. I mean uh, weather is can be a bit better i'm sure it's a bit too rainy uh, but hopefully we'll get a peak of sun and uh, you know get to enjoy the weather a little outside anyway i would like to wish you and also all our listeners a merry christmas and, thank uh, you you know happy new year as well to go with that so uh, you know it's been a how shall i put it mildly a rather disappointing year and uh, hope the next year uh, brings a lot of uh, you know cheer and probably a bit of a uh, new sort of uh, outlook for all of us yeah one can only hope for the best um, mm-hmm. and carry on right so but i think it's it's in a way it has given us more time to reflect i think what life could be um without cricket for us especially i think we had a barren period throughout the year where uh, throughout the year when we didn't have a lot of test cricket going on and then we just had that series in england which was uh, which injected some uh, life back into our lives i have to say mm-hmm. and uh, and we are lucky to have more test series i think i was even not sure if the australian tour would go ahead uh, yeah. when we were looking at a very grim picture in the middle of the year and i'm so happy mm-hmm. that we you know forget the results uh, we got to see test cricket with crowd you know so that's that's such a fantastic spectacle uh, to come Indeed. back to so so one can only hope for the best i think this will go on i think the virus is now amongst us it is not going away anytime soon we have mm-hmm. to find a way to deal with it um and i think we have to live with it <laughs> for a few years i guess uh but there are some bright spots on the horizon right so the vaccine thing is coming up it's picking up more pace now more mm-hmm. countries um starting their vaccination pro- mass vaccination programs uh netherlands also included so which is nice um so i think we'll have some sort of uh, sanity being restored next year hopefully but it will take time so we have to wait for it we have waited long enough there is i think light at the end of the tunnel it's not a never ending tunnel so there is some light i don't know how you see that but yeah <laughs> i don't usually say this twice in two episodes but uh, from your lips to the ears of the gods right so maybe yeah. we'll have uh, we'll have some light at the end of the tunnel so yeah. going on to some uh, you know greener pastures as they say let's take a look at uh, what what is the outlook for tomorrow's uh, test match the boxing day test starting at uh, mcg so there are uh, three of these in fact so we'll start off with the india versus australia boxing day test and then we can maybe take a look at the others so first of all india have uh, have already shown their cards to say and they have uh, you know they have declared the team that would play in tomorrow's test what are your thoughts on that kiri uh, i think a couple of changes that they made were sort of expected 
um pratisha i think he didn't play that well he didn't show enough promise and he has a problem with that incoming delivery each of those deliveries i mean especially the one from uh, cummins wasn't it in the second innings that was fantastic yeah yeah uh well i i sort of don't remember anything from the second innings it's all a blur so i, I, I don't <laughs> it doesn't remain in my memory and to be really honest with you ajit i didn't watch the highlights it was mm, so depressing mm. anyway uh so prithvisha was sort of expected so he is now been replaced by a debutant shubman gill uh, an exciting right. prospect uh which is nice i think it was long due and gill was waiting in the wings for nearly a year now um mm-hmm. so they have they're going to give him a chance so that was expected and then the other person was mohammad shami being left out the strike bowlers one of the strike bowlers in uh, the indian uh, fast bowling um, prior i think so he'll now yeah. be replaced by mohammad siraj um, sort of a like for like although siraj doesn't have that much pace as shami does but and siraj will make his debut so that's also an exciting thing for him uh, i think he had a few personal tragedies as well leading up to this series so it's good to see that mm. is now going to be out there representing his country in the test cricket i think that's probably what every uh, cricketer wants to do right so play for your country in test um mm-hmm. what does surprise me however i think yeah, not it doesn't i think vridhiman saha is now being replaced by rishabh pant that is also sort of expected i think uh, saha was uh, touted to be the more specialist in day night conditions so he was there for that um but what does surprise me i think we spoke about this off air uh, is jadeja coming in so the additional spinner mm-hmm. alongside uh, ravichandran ashwin and i'm very happy to see ashwin giving uh, being given another go here because he was always replaced after uh, one or two tests i think he is now being given a longer run which is nice mm-hmm. um so we have two all rounders if you can call them ashwin and jadeja who are also spinners and then you have a batting wicketkeeper rishabh pant you have mm-hmm. a specialist batsman coming in shubman gill and then you have a specialist bowler mohammad siraj right um but the, this also means there is no place for kl rahul right so he could have been a potential opener and shubman gill could have come in at 5 or 6 maybe 6 mm-hmm. but it looks like uh, as we see the uh, lineup that is being uh, shown on all the channels uh, that um the openers will be shubman gill and mayank agarwal at number 3 will be steven <laughs> cheteshwar pujara mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Uh, number 4 <laughs> number 4 would be i think hanuma vihari that actually surprises me a little bit uh is batting at 4 probably because ajinkya rahane is not comfortable at that position so rahane will come in at 5 uh at number 6 will be i think rishabh pant mm-hmm. uh and number 7 will be ravich ravichandran ashwin Eight will be Jadeja. Nine will be uh, the one of the bowlers. I think it will be probably be Bumrah. Looking at his uh, credentials from the the tour game, I think he played a fifty, right? And he also smacked uh, mm-hmm. the young fast bowler. Remember that one, right? Uh, and then the other two bowlers, Siraj and uh, Umesh Yadav. So this looks like the lineup, but it could change. I think the batting positions could still be changed a little bit, tweaked, depending on the situation. But I. think overall they they look bowling heavy and batting light if i look at this uh, specialist batsman light hmm what well, are, what are your thoughts look i think um, you got it right that they are probably a batter light here so i agree that 
maybe shubman gill could have started a bit lower um rather than opening because he's debuting but uh, kl rahul has had some experience in the slot and uh, he would also be coming back newly into the team surely but um yeah it's 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 unfortunate that uh, you know pritishra has been given a break i think he deserves that and uh, he can go back and work on his skills again so mohammad siraj by the way i would like to at least give my opinion here he's as fast if not faster than uh, shami these days he's picked up a yard or two of pace in the recent times he's worked on it we are told and also he's done really well in the domestic scene so when i when i look at shubman gill and siraj they take their place in the 11 based on merit here because siraj for his um, you know perseverance and as well as shubman gill for his promise and he averages a very high 60s in the domestic scenes shubman gill in a very fledgling career it must be said but that's that's a good choice there so and pant again is just replacing saha horses for courses from a day night game again sort of understandable the one thing that sort of came as a left field choice for me was inclusion of two spinners vendra jadeja probably is counted more of a you know he's a spinner no doubt but as a as a bowler who can hold one end up whereas the from the other end you could have ashwin as himself as an attacking spinner but also you have your fast bowlers to attack from the other end right so this could be the thought process we know we know ajinkya rahane is a very attacking captain he's a bowlers captain at least ishan sharma said that in his interview with espn cricket for so it it could be indeed a good option but for me i think i would have gone in with a full batter somebody like kl rahul in the 11 ahead of jadeja i think that they might be one batter light but at the end you know it's all about everyone in the 11 scrapping and not giving up right so with that attitude whether be it five or six or seven batters at the end of the day everyone who follows them has to contribute add a 10 20 20 25 25 because our tail was notoriously thin in both the innings well even if you discount the second one the first innings itself they folded up within 25 balls or so on the second morning right that was a big deal there so as long as you are aware that you have to make a contribution and make a difference having another ba- batter might not have so much of an impact but i'm worried about you know when um, you are batting for the first time or when you're batting in front of that big large crowd on mcg right we don't know how exactly the crowd will be given the um given the conditions but in spite of that you know uh, if you are 14 for 3 uh, batting on the first morning you might as well have let the test go if without that extra batsman that's the only thing that worries me a little but we'll see how it pans out the other but, important news that we could discuss is whether you know the tests might be swapped around i don't know if you saw this giri that uh, with queensland closing down its borders there are multiple mm. options that cricket australia are actually exploring Mm. right mcg will be the second test sydney is yeah. more or less confirmed to be the third test but whether the fourth test will go to brisbane or whether sydney might already host the fourth test as well i don't know if you saw this kiri uh, i saw i did see this discussion happening over there um what i think is we have to wait and watch i think between now and the third test we have a couple of weeks right so mm-hmm. the boxing day test is starting tomorrow Mm-hmm. uh and after that you will get i think uh, you will have the new year's test normally at uh, uh sydney right scg that's normally the pink yeah. theme test uh and after that you still have i think we have couple of weeks to go so things can change you know these lockdowns go in place for like two weeks three weeks just to curb the uh, rate down mm-hmm. so we have to wait and watch it doesn't matter where they play either i think they have drop in pitches almost everywhere right i think mcg has a drop in pitch i don't know about sydney i think sydney is more of a traditional ground Right. um so we have to see um it doesn't matter i think in the end uh, they will play 
it should be okay i think that's uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be mm-hmm. fine uh, when you were talking about ajinkar arhane being um, a bowler's captain right i remember this test match from dharamshala i don't know if you recollect that when mm-hmm. kuldeep yadav was uh, given a go in popular to uh, contrary to popular belief that he was not yet ready for test cricket mm-hmm. and then kuldeep yadav turned out to be the difference in that match right i think he famously bowled uh, glen maxwell through the gate i don't know if you remember that yeah yeah so that i think that was the first instance where we saw rahane's uh, prowess as a captain his his thinking ability as a captain i think he was a uh, starting with the selection so he might have selected this team for a reason together with his coach mm-hmm. although i think there might be one reason so siraj coming in to play test cricket i don't know if he's ready for test cricket yet uh fitness wise you know he has to bowl fif- 15 overs a day if it's if it's a flat pitch then he might even have to bowl longer spells you know uh, for a longer duration as well so maybe he's not fit enough so he wants to have that cushion of uh, a slow bowler like jadeja who can just go through the overs quickly not consider a lot of runs so i think jadeja gives him that option so that's probably why he has gone Could with be. him i yeah. think um he's 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 put in the time he's put in the time in uh, the national cricket academy or in the off season yeah. and his performances in the ranji trophy last season and since mm. right has has actually has actually picked up and he's shown that he's he can actually cross the rubicon become a test match bowler for india right yeah. and he bowls 140s these days so it, yeah. it remains to be seen i think uh, he can uh, he can probably do the job let's say as a strike bowler right you you have bumrah there right And you have Yadav, yeah. who's who both are you know can be incisive. Yadav can be a bit unpredictable. Bumrah is really good, but uh, you know India have given themselves a really good chance, I would say. So yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting, uh, very exciting as far as I'm concerned. Only thing is the difference in the time zone. So I don't know. I'm trying to see how to manage it because it starts just after midnight here, Giri. Planning to stay back, yeah. uh, stay awake, and maybe watch a bit of cricket. I think I told you uh, when we were speaking to each other uh, on phone a couple of weeks ago when the day and night was going to start day and night match was going to start mm-hmm. and I really loved the time zone because for us it, we, I could watch two sessions of test cricket mm. so although I would have missed the the morning session uh, during a day nighter mm-hmm. uh, it was still possible to watch the post lunch and uh, the the evening session so there was a nice possibility now we have to stay up late mm-hmm. so I am yeah I'm not happy with that but let's see i think uh, the boxing day test match could be possible i think we can still stay up a little longer uh, and uh, what are the big weekend coming up right so you can take some time i think yeah indeed yeah so, so all right i think some exciting times for us to look ahead to but if you were to take a quick look at the australian squad as well so both mm. warner and abbot have not been able to make it warner not mm. even being able to enter the uh, bubble the bio bubble with which biosecurity bubble he has to stay in so mm-hmm. at least this is not a question that australia will need to tackle this test but maybe in the new year but um, you know he's also not available that means you know wade and uh, wade and burns. burns will continue i think burns has picked up a lot of confidence from his knock in the second innings wade has shown he can he can fight it out he's always a fighter right but yeah. do you think they'll continue with green or they may bring in somebody else in that uh, place i think they will give him another go he's mm-hmm. a young guy i think giving him more options more opportunities will also bolster his uh, confidence so i think they will retain him i i mean i i, I also see that the australian he might not change their uh, 11 mm, indeed i don't know if indeed. there is any news on that but uh, i think they will stick with that and i think i was reading this somewhere on cricket info might have been matthew wade has signed his death warrant basically by choosing to open <laughs> in test cricket you know basically you're signing off 
mm-hmm. your test career by starting to no you you're you're not a specialist opener in first class cricket and then you do that in test cricket i mean it might as well work for him mm-hmm. you know you never know he's just maybe one knock away we all know what happened with uh, the combination you know justin langer and uh, who is this guy matthew hayden mm-hmm. right i think langer was drafted in in place of was that slater i can't remember somebody I was i think so there. i think he came back to yeah. replace later for a short uh, this thing and then he <laughs> went back they stuck stuck together for uh, i think 3 or 4 years they had those monumental opening partnerships against mm-hmm. all the teams right so this might be one of those uh, things and i think wade has enough experience so he's he's, he's 30 plus and he is i think if you look at his history i think he has had a very challenging life mm-hmm. ahead of him i think he has he's recovered from cancer and all that and he's a very very fighting guy i think his his attitude you can see it in his face he never really? gives up no oh. i didn't know he was a cancer survivor no i wasn't aware yeah, of yeah. i think he was he, he survived testicular cancer wow uh, okay. maybe close to his t- uh, 20th year i think uh, wow wow okay even before yeah. he ever played Cricket. So I think they were okay. Payne and uh, Tim Payne and Matthew Wade were always at loggerheads. You know they were competing for the position, mm-hmm. and Tim Payne made it because uh, they were all equally good, right? I think he's I also from Hobart. Both of them are Tasmanians. Indeed, yeah, yeah. So so Payne uh, is is there? Uh, you know there was another discussion going on. I think Shane Warne brought this up. Payne, if Payne doesn't score runs, he should not be part of the team because you have more keepers in the team and all yeah. that. Right. and then uh, i think right on cue uh, team pain answered uh, shane one what a crucial knock it was by the way captain's innings although they gave him <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, lives you right i think See, th- those some... don't count he made it yeah. count by top scoring for his team making sure that uh, you know he led by led by example that was that was the whole point as far as i'm concerned right if there are any burgeoning thoughts of whom to re- you know hope to make captain next or something he's probably pushed it to 2022 2021 end you know mm, yes mm. at least one more summer of australia he's probably going to still be the skipper the way he's doing it mm. and mm. Uh, that's always good that means in the first world test championship cycle he's going to be the captain of australia and mm. he's going to mm. go down in cricket not as a temporary captain as some indian keeper may have mentioned but as mm. a full time captain right so if you've captain 20 10 20 25 tests you're a proper captain so yeah. that's that's a great thing um, Timpain achieved, and uh, you know also that that magnanimity, that solidarity that he provided when during those you know turbulent times. So, anyway, coming back to this question, of course, yeah. Yeah. I think Wade, the opener, I still don't see him succeeding in all conditions. It still appears like a stopgap measure for me, but mm-hmm. I would not begrudge uh, his chances to him, no. Wade. And uh, I think he'll he'll probably try to do his best, and who knows, he might even come up with enough runs to make sure he holds off. Warner, Warner. I mean, that 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 seems oh, a bit of a hyperbole actually, <laughs> but uh, we'll see, right? But the bowling attack definitely picks itself. The rest of them, as you oh, say, if they are going to give Chris Green a chance, uh, Cameron Green a chance, I think he's uh, they, he's also going to play. So that's that for as far as the preview goes. So Giri, the tough question to be asked: What is your prediction for the MCG Test? Oh man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Looking at what happened. I think the first two days of uh, the day nighter we had at Adelaide. I mm-hmm. think I even told you that India are in a very strong position. It is now theirs to lose, and they did lose, right? Um, and nobody expected that. I, I don't think we're ever going to see that 36 all out. Uh, no, I mean like not anyway. the 36 all out, but losing from a winning position. No, I think we'll see more of that. Nah. But in this case, um, the way it happened was shocking. So that I'll concede yeah. might never happen. So, but in to 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 you know to. Mm. add something to what you said i think there was a bit of steel missing maybe a bit of um, 
distraction i think this indian team is now more focused thanks to the 36 all out i think they are more galvanized yeah. so we might see that on the yeah. field so both But, as an indian cricket fan and as a fan of test cricket i would like to see a solid contest maybe going into the 50 and a good old school contest right a lot yeah, of blocking a yeah. lot of uh, you know a lot of taking time out of the game sort of stuff and let's see if that really materializes But i think they're course, going to miss kohli though they're really going to miss kohli i think oh, his yeah. presence will be uh, his absence rather on the field will be felt mm-hmm. uh, and i think australians will probably g- go very hard at indians now that they are wounded right yeah and it's now a chance for the indian uh, cricketers to come back hard at them show what they're made of so that that that's a that's a good enough uh, i would say uh, preview from our perspective and we really hope you know we get to see some action on the field shortly that's one thing now if you were to go on to the other international cricket that's happened in this uh, period the new zealand uh, pakistan games so the there were two t20s in the interim so in the second of the t20s of the series right so new zealand won comfortably with uh, you know pakistan putting up a strong 163 for 6 thanks to an unbeaten 99 by hafiz who you know accelerated very smoothly towards the end it must be said he was unfortunate to finish on the losing side here because new zealand comfortably chased it down with uh, you know martin guptill and seifert providing the opening but then seifert taking over from that point hitting an unbeaten 84 and then the incoming uh, new daddy ken williamson hitting a 50 as well and uh, showing his class you know did you get a chance to ca- catch this game at all kiri no i think i saw one replay hmm. some some video snippet from that match Right. wasn't that the match when somebody bowled really fast at kane williams and a bouncer and then he just ramped it out yeah, for a yeah. six yeah i think man. so i think yeah. harris ruff might have been the bowler if i remember right yeah. and yeah. it was a really really fast uh, ball that was headed straight at his neck or something and this guy just weaves back and ramps it behind the keeper and the ball goes all the way that that shows yeah. his class you know i was about to bring this up myself yeah. I mean uh, this is this is a question that leaves me unanswered I mean I this, I don't have an answer for this question this guy who has just had his first baby mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and probably a few sleepless nights comes mm-hmm. back into the team mm-hmm. and just picks up where he just left off how does that work I mean how how can it work like like that for a normal human being what is this guy made of Kane Williamson I'm always at awe in awe of him <laughs> indeed no, when he loses a... the world cup he's smiling indeed what is this guy made of right so you know i always tell to myself whenever you are feeling a bit low look at that interview of ken williamson and you know how magnanimous one can be and how you know open minded and open hearted one can be he, he smiles and says it was just bad luck right thing i mean it's crazy so yeah of course he's he's made of very very good stuff no doubt because to come back and look it's probably the skills remain just because you've taken a break for a week your skills don't go away right those hard hard practice skills that you've acquired but what was clearly on on for everyone to see was the class so he's going at mm. runner ball the first 20 22 runs he's not caring he you know there is a palpable difference in the way the approach to cricket between seifert and williamson one is all gung ho more you know um, brendan mccallum style and you have this guy who's very very classy very serene but the intent is always there the first 20 runs he scored very comfortably just taking singles and doubles probably scoring at 100 then he was just waiting there were two of two or three really bad balls and they were all put away to boundary and suddenly his strike rate has jumped to 130 plus which is what is expected from him right and then in the end he's just comfortably bordering along so uh, there is always room for somebody so classy yet always full of intent that that's what he shows every time he steps into the crease i remember that innings against i think was it um, for srh in the ipl recently where they lost the game but 
Kane Williamson gave them a real chance going into the last two overs. He was still there, and they had a chance. It was a very tough chance, but that's what he gave them, and that's why I think he's somebody like him is so pivotal, even even in a T20, but surely in in a shorter format, any short format, he's such a lot of impact. So he won that game, and then of course Tim Seifert actually kept hitting, and he trumped that wonderful knock by Hafiz. But you know Pakistan were not to be undone because in the third T20I, which happened in Napier. they were able to then chase down a huge total right so they were put able to put this you know two losses behind them they chased down a 173 run target thanks to 89 his first 50 in uh, t20 internationals mohammad rizwan the captain waiting for pakistan mm. and he showed what he's made of three sixes and 10 fours and he until he got out there was no problem at all pakistan was cruising but then once he got out there were a few hiccups but i think iftikhar ahmed was there to slam that ball clean and into the deep and new zealand did well to take it into the last over but it was always pakistan's game to win and they won it comfortably so a lot of lot of nice performances in that series by team saudi and others but uh, you know pakistan pulled one back in the end so but why i'm talking about it this way is that they had they are also starting a test so tomorrow yeah. not just india and australia but new zealand pakistan also play so it was always very important for their mental makeup kiri that they win a game i do agree yeah I think Babar is out, right? Mm-hmm. Babar Azam is not mm-hmm. uh, in the squad for the test, and right. Rizwan is the captain, right? Mohammad Rizwan will be the captain. Mohammad Rizwan, Rizwan is the captain, so uh, wicketkeeper batsman, uh, very mm-hmm. aggressive batsman, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, and this is also probably the end of Safra's uh, uh, career. I think Rizwan is now cemented his place. Mm-hmm. It can all change. Yeah, I think Pakistan very mercurial. We all know that, so mm-hmm. can change very quickly. But it's nice to see that. this guy is now given a chance uh, he's now going to show what he's made of mm-hmm. but they will definitely miss babar azam though i think that's that's a huge uh, yeah. loss for them so if babar brings that calmness that that finesse that that uh, confidence to that team mm-hmm. which they will dearly miss but we have to see i think i don't know if he's going to be uh, he's, he's going to recover uh, by the new year i don't know we have to see don't we have boxing day tests in australia New Zealand and South Africa, and well, the one yes. we are missing in South Africa is because that two was called off. No, no, England no, was, no, no, no. There is a test tomorrow as well. But before we go there, I mean, Pakistan yeah. are also missing Shadab Khan actually. Ah, so it's also okay. a blow. He was already a bit injured, but I think they took a risk in playing him in the T20s because entire leadership group would have had to take a break if he was to also rest himself. So I think he took a risk. I think it could have been that he could have rested himself for the third uh, T20I. Maybe it would have made some difference there that he could have gotten ready for the tests. But he's also out injured. That means you know they are indeed not with their most uh, favorite eleven yeah. there. But you have people like Harris Sohail stepping in in the middle order who can also give you that bit of calm. They have uh, they're also the other opener Imamul Haq is injured, so they are really they're really struggling a little. But I think. Pakistan being Pakistan, nobody would dare write them off, right? But in the longer format of the game, given the way New Zealand have played over the recent years at home, it's it's going to be very tough for them. It must be said, right? Ridiculous, ridiculous. I think New Zealand tests are sometimes becoming very ridiculous, <laughs> too one-sided. I think, right? Sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I think maybe we'll be prone wrong. Let's see right. what happens. Now then, we can look at the third preview. the preview between south africa and sri lanka so sri lanka are already there are already preparing uh, there were some scares no doubt uh, covid related scares there and the england tour to south africa were cancelled but mm. i think that this is a highlight for the entire south african sporting calendar you know the uh, the boxing day test and they don't want to lose that so in this case 
the test is on and when we look at the prospective squads i think uh, have south africa unearthed the next philander uh, yes have they have they unearthed the next uh, vernon philander do you think i think physically yes they might have somebody who was they, they might have found a look alike anyway uh-huh. doppelganger uh-huh. uh what's his name yurman it looks like him though i mean it's it's uncanny resemblance no not just him uh, he has a first class average similar to philander's exactly right i'm talking more about his skills then uh-huh. not just uh-huh. uh, the looks Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, is he an also is he also an all-rounder just like Philander or just a bowler who can bat? No, no, he's pretty much in the Philander mold in as much that he bowls um you know low to mid 130s but he's a swing specialist. He's a he's a new yeah. ball specialist, let me put it like that. And when you look at his first class career, pretty similar to Philander around the same age when Philander made his debut, around 45 first class 47 first class games, an average of 21 and uh, 185 wickets and he can bat a bit as well just like very much like philander <laughs> so that's why i was joking but i mean where do they get this you know this convoy of fast bowlers you want a guy with control you have somebody who just looks and does the job just like philander you want somebody fast okay uh, one guy walks out of the door another guy comes in you know you have this uh, you know the slightly crazy white lightning enric norkia right and of course oh. you have kagisora bada and so at least at, we know that rabada is ruled out he's really injured and but you have lungi ngidi you know the mace uh, that you could use on an opposition so fantastic fantastic fast bowling stocks but that's the positive as far as this test african this south african test squad goes because uh, they have keshav maharaj the holding left arm spinner right they have probably two to three really good quicks you'll have enric norkey and lungi ngidi starting i'm sure but whether it will be glenton sturman or maybe dwayne pretorius or one of the other newbies in the squad might get a chance you know buren hendrix has been withdrawn right and uh, but there's vian mulder who can also sort of play this uh, fast bowling all rounder slot they're trying to replace kales who's who's retired for a ye- few years now and they're looking it could be dwayne pitoris it could be vian mulder we don't know who could take that mm. spot but then what really bothers me is their top order right because um sri lankan fast bowling has been has been looking very sharp i must say i have looked at some of the fast bowlers in action in lpl for example suranga lakmal lahiru kumara vishwa fernando they all looked very very sharp to be frank so i think they have been training very hard because they have been sort of isolated they are looking and raring to come out and perform well and we all remember what happened right last time 3 yeah oh good guy not out by pereira yeah. <laughs> probably probably the best test innings i've seen live I, i must say that right that yeah. year there were not many, even pen stops but that that topped yeah. it all that guy yeah. i don't know what he's made of but you have also a couple of new new people minod banuka in the squad i'm just reading suranga lakmal might be doubtful which is a blow and uh, also oshada fernando might miss that's also a blow as far as sri lanka are concerned but it's going to be um, i must not refer to it lightly but it's an undercard as far as a boxing day test goes because probably india australia will take mm. the highest billing but closely followed by new zealand pakistan and then this will be an undercard south africa sri lanka but they'll have a lot to prove i don't know if either of these teams yeah. i'm sure they're not in the reckoning for the finals but they'll have a lot to prove for themselves and also playing test match yeah. cricket after a long while giri uh, do you think so i didn't ask you about new zealand uh, pakistan as well but is that an uh, foregone conclusion for you or do you think who who do you think will win that test i think new zealand mm. i think new zealand new zealand will win that this one yeah you you did mention there is some unsettled uh, lineup there in south africa mm-hmm. but i think south africa are too strong uh, and isn't this being played at centurion i think centurion yes. is very difficult yes. for a visiting uh, 
team to you know bat at and uh, it's 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 a very difficult pitch for any visiting team uh-huh i think sri lanka didn't play since february march i think i, I don't remember when they last played international cricket so mm-hmm. must have been february or march right uh, this year so it's been quite a while since the whole team actually got together uh, right. and practiced mm-hmm. although the lpl might have helped some of their players i, I don't know if angelo matthews is playing i thought he was angelo matthews is actually out injured out of the tour that's a blow why doesn't that surprise me he was bowling this guy is one of the in most injured players he shouldn't bowl i think that's his problem they have chosen lehru tarumanna they have given him another chance i think he's a good he's a good friend with uh, his captain dimuth karunaratna but yeah there are a couple of things i would have done differently here but never never mind never mind so but it's going to be a very interesting challenge i think okay. so the first of those two games that we discussed might go one way or the other very rapidly but this this test yeah. i think there is a chance that it's going to be a more even okay. battle giri even battle you're saying yeah yeah no i don't think so <laughs> i think south africa on their day will be quite strong it will it will take a monumental effort from uh, sri lanka i think it, it will be very difficult for them right let let me put it that way mm-hmm. but on the bright side for me at least mm-hmm. uh, these are more sociable hours so we can follow this match Indeed. right so this is more in line with our european time zone so we can follow this match i'm planning to take a long nap today and see if i can stay awake because there are two boxing day tests i mean one to listen to one to see right what else can a test match fan ask for yeah. maybe one to see one to listen and another one three, to see i don't know three screens next to each other three Indeed. screens next to each Indeed. other maybe well i mean <laughs> i always love following uh, australian tests on the radio by the way i like i like the commentary of mm. abc grandstand it's very very high quality and i like that so i mm. usually listen to test matches in uh, australia whenever possible i listen to test matches but mainly in uh, australia and england i would like to listen so uh, it's going to be fun i'm looking forward to this evening so that's one thing if you were to look at some of the news from outside the cricketing fields did you see this latest uh, four power by rena suresh rena the former india batter yeah unfortunately i mean i, I didn't see that i just read mm-hmm. he was arrested and then he was uh, let go on bail yeah yeah but it seems quite weird that you know people you know somebody who is of who has played international cricket mm-hmm. or india who has represented india can can make such a silly mistake well i mean let's not let's not be so harsh i mean he's also human and these things happen but what surprised me was it was it sort of apparently it's been happening and this one has come to light that 34 people were arrested including seven staff there was also a famous singer if i'm not wrong who was among this party that was a bit of a shock for me that you know it it almost looks like a party where you know you have a celebrity you have a celebrity cricketer you have a celebrity musician apparently you know these things happen behind closed doors but that's something that has to be revisited but anyway that's that's by the by but we really hope you know uh, this is a one off and we don't get to read any other such faux pas or some, some issues from ex cricketers moving on uh, in a positive right so the Australia Afghanistan one off test that was supposed to be held in November 2020 but got postponed due to covid is now scheduled for November 2021 so it's it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for somebody like Afghanistan to travel to Australia play in those conditions you know it must be said they have many cricketers playing in BBL they probably have some experience there but nonetheless playing test in Australia is a completely new experience and we remember that you know afghanistan having come completely unstuck in their first test against india then came back strongly they won two of their four tests huh? so they may have lost two but they have won two they have actually beaten bangladesh so and ireland so it's going to be very interesting as far as uh, this test i'm really looking forward to this next year 
In the other news, I know some of these are BCCI-related news. So first one is that Chetan Sharma has been appointed the chief selector. Giri, I think you have some thoughts on this. I think uh, a lot of people were in the fray there. I think you had Ajit Agarkar, you had Abey Kurvila, the former fast bowler from Kerala. Mm-hmm. Uh, the really tall guy. I think he was one of the tallest Indian bowlers. Mm-hmm. And who else was there? Debashish Mohanty, the other Mohanty. fast bowler. Right. <laughs> fast bowler, no. Sorry. Uh, the other seamer, seamer. Medium okay. pace bowler, yes. <laughs> Medium yes. pace, okay. Yes. Um, so these guys were there in that fray and then Chetan Sharma was chosen because of his seniority. Right? Mm. So he was the mm. most senior of them, so he was given... Uh, that's what elected. I see here, indeed. Look, that's not a bad thing. I I, I sense a bit of uh, jap there from what you're saying. Do you think that's such no, a bad no. idea? No, no. I really like Chetan Sharma. He ah. brings me back all those memories of that hat trick, right? So, oh, the six of the last <laughs> ball. Yeah, yeah. For the last ball, yeah, rightly. Put. Yeah, yeah. No, that's but it. look, I know, I know, youngsters should be put in the put in the places where they can really make an impact youngsters as in people who have recently retired from cricket so you know this this is um, the cricket advisory committee actually has madan lal the wise and old head you have rudra pratap singh rp singh right and then sulakshana naik that's good but also you have inclusion of former pacers abhay kurvilla and devashish mohanty right that makes a five mm. member selection panel mm. but when you look at um, the rest of the people in the panel you have sunil joshi of harvinder singh these some of the Jatin Paraj Padivang Gandhi and Sarandeep Singh had their tenures ended, so they'll be replaced by Chetan Sharma, Abhay Kurvila, and Mohanty. So you see three international cricketers actually taking the place of retiring uh, selectors. So that's good. I would say somebody with a bit more experience in life itself, right, can be the head, the chief selector. But you'll need the right people to bring him the choices that he can make or he can help guide, right? So you'll need a wise and old head there that can guide some of the decisions, temper them, so to say. That might not be a bad idea to have somebody like Sharma, right? Who's from the same batch as Kapil Dev and Ravi Shastri and all of these people. So, And Abhay Kurvila, who played for India in the 90s and late uh, 90s and 2000s, 10 tests, 25 ODIs. We all know what Sunil Joshi did as well. And of course, Mohanty, who played only two tests, but 45 ODIs. That means these are all people who've seen the change that Indian cricket has undergone in the last 20 years or so. They were a part of the batch that just before that change occurred with Muhammad Azaruddin and Sachin Tendulkar and those people. But then I think these are the right sort of people and Chetan Sharma might be a good option as well to lead. Unless He's the old say, general. Huh? He's the old general, right? And the old general. They say the general should be an older person. It's not a bad idea, right? So you should have you should have these young lieutenants, you should have these slightly experienced captains, a bit more wizened colonels, but then your general must be an old man. I don't know if you have read War and Peace. That's where uh, some of these things are said, but that's a, that's a story for another time. Going into another news about BCCI, right? So you have uh, the 10-team IPL that's been sort of mooted and sort of, in principle, been approved by the AGM, uh, the BCCI AGM. What are your thoughts on this, Kiri? More IPL matches, right? Oh. 10 teams. We already have 50 plus and almost 60 matches mm-hmm. in one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, played over one and a half months. Now I think this will be three months of IPL. Mm. I'm just exaggerating, but more matches, I think. Uh, and probably you'll have more representation. Right. Uh, so you'll have more people getting an opportunity to play uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very lavish uh, and uh, prosperous league. So good right. for the game i think i was against ipl all these years and i still don't like ipl mm-hmm. but ipl kept me going during these hard times you know we had something some sort of cricket being played so right. not all that bad you know maybe they create a new team for virat kohli and then he moves away from rcb so we can have a different captain mm-hmm. no that's that's indeed good 
and uh, we'll see i mean i think it will mean more decentralized cricket more venues more matches yeah. indeed but probably they're going to not increase that by too much but reduce the number of games played by each team to maybe 12 and that way keep the number of matches in a similar range but diversify it into more venues because you know for example saurashtra cricket association others were not very happy when they didn't get any games so what has also come to light is the proposed set of venues for the 2021 t20 world cup that's going to be held in india right so you have mm. ahmedabad bangalore chennai mohali delhi dharamsala kolkata and mumbai as the shortlisted venues but with more more cricket more high quality cricket being available i think more cricket associations can also get a chance some of the other good things that we see is indeed that uh, bcci is looking to diversify nca uh, the national cricket academy put it across five centers in india right make it more accessible to other players also there are some other things for example whether cricket can be a part of the 2028 los angeles olympics bcci doesn't take any stance on this also the nominated director of bcci to represent uh, indian cricket in icc would be saurav ganguly and then jay shah would be his alternative and some interesting things have come out of this it remains to be seen how this will be received by the public in large and also whether there are any impact of the loda reforms and the ongoing uh, court cases there mostly some very interesting things also some medical insurance has been constituted we here so there is a medical insurance to the tune of 5 lakh to 10 lakh for all uh, cricketers who are currently participating or ex cricketers also for when it comes to match referees and umpires there have been some benefits so all of these seem very positive right so we'll see also rajiv shukla has taken over as one of the vice presidents because there was some bad blood there with the previous vice president exiting as soon as kanguli was elected these things come and go we know all this right also, do you work for bcci ajit aha uh-huh. Do you uh, work for no, I, I work for the establishment. I don't easily <laughs> like upsetting an apple cart, so I always support the establishment. I'm not. No, in... but you're going on about BCI. <laughs> There's so <laughs> much going on there. No, I, I read like... this article, so I thought I'll put across my thoughts no. because there is one more youngster. I forgot to put this in earlier because one more youngster has been included. But again, Oja is now a part of the I, IPL governing council, so ah. that, that's good news, right? So you had this Vijesh Patel led. consortium and then khairul majumdar but i think it makes a lot of sense somebody very young who's only recently retired from cricket being that i think we've spoken enough about bcci we should move away from there giri your favorite uh, the ruling body in any any form of any sport i'm sure absolutely you know, before we wrap this up i think a couple of other uh, news we wanted to cover so one jack callis has been named as the england batting consultant on the sri lanka tour so there seems to be a lot of concerns whether this tour will even go ahead because of the new strain of virus that has been discovered in england but that will be probably a sort of a decision made by sri lankan cricket along with english cricket but if that tour indeed does go ahead jack callis has been nominated as the you know batting consultant do you think he'll add a lot of power there yeah for sure i think he's mm-hmm. he's one of the best i think he's probably the best all rounder in test cricket so well And I he have is... a couple of things to say there, but yeah, fine. okay, fine. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, without getting too much into his credentials or, mm-hmm. or his no, as a batter, uh, no doubt, as a batter, yeah, yeah, really. Up I there. think he's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Anyway, yeah. So it's it's a good addition, but uh, as you said, if the tour doesn't go ahead, then it's just as a consultant, right? Not on a permanent basis. So. Indeed, indeed. That that's indeed the goal because they have Jeetan Patel as the spin bowling consultant, James Foster as the wicket keeping consultant, John Lewis, the former. Uh, you know fast bowler he was he was he was england's vintesh prasad it must be said john lewis but he's uh, he's their fast bowling coach and uh, well i'll just weigh in with one line for me sure. pound for pound the greatest all rounder will always be 
Sir Garfield Sobers. But the second greatest for me might surprise you. It's a certain Adam Gilchrist. That's my second greatest all-rounder of all time. He changed the game. I think he changed the game. So, he changed the role of a wicketkeeper batsman. So for me, it's him. Not just because he could do what he could. He was very, very safe. But with the bat and with the gloves, he made a real difference there. So anyway, that's a longer discussion. So going back to some of the other news, the uh, Bangabandhu T20 Cup had its final in the previous period, right? So in that case, um, we have seen Bahamudullah completely sort of rejuvenating himself, also performing really well at leading up to the end of the tournament. He's the captain of the Jemkon Khulna team that won this tournament. So congratulations to them. He led from the front in the final, scoring an unbeaten 70. So that's that's all good. So there are these pockets of cricket that are being played, the LPL, the Bangabandhu T20 Cup. And they, they have a very big importance in these times because of COVID, because international cricket and other cricket being really curbed. These things will really keep those players you know, not only fit and firing, but also motivated that whenever they get a chance, because Bangladesh have this West Indies tour of Bangladesh that's about to happen and they will need their players fit and firing. And, you know, West Indies came off a tour recently, so they are okay. But when it comes to Bangladesh, they also have to have that preparation. So that's that's very important, I would think. So that's that's always good to read about. Those are all the cricketing news that we would like to discuss in this episode. Before we bring this episode to a close, Giri, shall we have a quick uh, look at the trivia section? So the trivia question from the previous episode was, has there ever been a hundred and a hat-trick by the same player in a T20 game at any recognized level? So I think you know the answer. Can you give us the answer then? Well, I didn't know this answer until I read it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I, I will let you have the credit. Go ahead. You, you, well, uh... the credit actually goes to Joe Denley, not me. I just read about it too. But in a game in 2018, really, this was sort of a rejuvenation of his career mm. overall. Joe Denley, mm. he hit 100 and took a hat-trick for uh, Surrey in a Vitality Blast game in 2018. So on the back of those performances, really, he forced his way into the England team. So that was very interesting to read that, mm. you know, he's he's a leg-break bowler and he took a hat-trick. Not, not many leg-break people, bowlers take hat-tricks. And that's rare. So that's also, as a one of those people who belongs to that community, I'm very proud on his behalf, right? For taking a hat-trick. So the trivia question from this episode is, what is the highest score by an Indian batsman in MCG tests? For a certain generation, this is a golden, golden knock, I'm sure, Giri. Yeah, uh, I know this. Yeah, Right? So like us, if you've also ever had a chance to look at this knock, either live or Maybe in highlights, you'll definitely remember it. It's a really, really special knock by a really, really special Indian cricketer. We look forward to your answers. And also, if you want to get in touch with us to let us know what you think about what we do and whether you want to express some other thoughts, you can always reach out to us at armchairpod on Twitter and armchair.cricket at gmail.com. So do write into us. Thanks a lot, Giri. And, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I think our uh, lack of communication sometimes where we've spoken over each other shows that, you know, we should do more episodes together. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, sure. I think we'll, we have more things to look forward to, as I said. This year drawing to a close and the new year coming up with a lot more cricket being planned and executed. So we have so much to look forward to and so much to talk about. So I'm sure we'll get more opportunities to speak to each other again. Indeed. So that was all we had to cover for this episode. So having said all that, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from him. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast.